So, if you had to eat human flesh, like you can't say no. <laughs> oh. Well, how would you prepare it? Oh my god. Um, I feel like I'm like a stew bourguignon. Like, Ooh. break the flesh down. <laughs> you. <laughs> Low and slow. I don't want it to be like a steak. I don't want it to be anything like that. Like I'm vegetarian. I don't even eat red meat. Yeah, you gotta like sneak it in. Yeah, I don't want to see a bloody (laughs) pile of mess. I want it to be like, oh, it's just a ragu. It's a sauce. It's a ragu. Yeah, of sorts. Yeah. How about you? How about you? Hmm? Laugh at my answer. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I would go with deep fried, baby. Oh God. Everything is better fried. (laughs) so true everything is better fried no matter what it is <laughs> and like it's kind of unidentifiable too and it's like something yeah breaded. it's coated it's breaded i do mm-hmm. okay dredged and fried dredged mm. oh my god mm. i think i'm gagging <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm salivating oh my god <laughs> yikes <laughs> Welcome. You're listening to Mirepoix Taste Buds. We're your buds, Emily. And Melissa. And today we are talking about cannibalism. Mm, People eating people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are we drinking tonight, Melissa? We are sipping on some human blood. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, God. It's red wine. Uh, It's Dragone. Dragone? Dragone? I would say it's Dragone. Okay, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a wonderful Calabria 2018. It might be human blood, we don't know. Right? I don't know. It looks like blood to yeah. me. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> that you would taste like if a human were to eat I'm not going to think about what I would taste like, thank you. I don't know. I think that's an interesting question. Oh my God. I don't. I think that's a little personal also. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think... When we talked about this before, it was like, what do you think human flesh would taste not Like, what? not what do I think I taste like? I don't know. I feel like I'd be delicious. Ew. <laughs> I think I might be a little tough. <laughs> you would be tough. You're too healthy. Yeah. You run too much. I run a lot. But I guess you're like lean meat. Is that good? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But what do you think human flesh tastes like? Does the skin get crispy? Ew. I don't know. It depends on how you're preparing it, right? I don't know. I don't want to think about this. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I feel but, like everyone says everything tastes like chicken, so I just imagine it would taste like chicken. I agree. I think that's real, but I feel like we're also kind of like pigs, so I feel like it might be like pork. Oh. I don't know. But I feel like we're also like We're kind of like, like red meat. Like red yeah. Meat, so it's I like, don't know. Like veal. <laughs> I don't know. Ew. <laughs> we don't know. Personally, we yeah. don't know. Let's get into We've it. We've done some research. Yeah, other people have some experiences that... We're going to tell you a little about. bit about what other people say. Mm. Yum. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> it's so gross. I mean, it is just cultural, though. Maybe maybe it's good. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's true. Don't hate don't on hate. other people's practices. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's get cooking. So cannibalism is also referred to as anthropophagy, 
And it's basically the act of consuming another individual of the same species as food. Yikes. Mm. It's recorded in more than 1,500 different species, though. So it's very common, actually, in the animal community. Animal kingdom? I think it's kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty interesting. And I think that it's a very human notion to be, like, wary of it. But other animals don't seem to... I guess we are animals, but damn. Yeah. <laughs> Good to damn. <laughs> I guess there's some benefits and reasons for it in the animal community, though. So cannibalism can bolster the survival of a species by basically culling out the weak and reducing competition. So babies and eggs are also nutrient-rich and often plentiful, sometimes too plentiful. Um, so if there's the Yeah, babies. there's too many, and there's weak ones. It's just like, well, let's keep the good ones, and they'll survive <laughs> Screw better. the rest. Yeah, screw the rest. Yeah, it's what a doggy a, dog world. It is. I mean, sometimes a little healthy competition is, is good, but it's yeah, good. I guess you got to corral the strong. Yeah. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, baby. Oh, God. Yeah, that's real. It also is common with like sexual cannibalism where males are often eaten by females usually to give the female a nutritious meal in addition to sperm to offer a better chance of like obviously survival and, and more offspring, which, yeah, just... Increase the population. It's the point. (laughs) So animalistic. So animalistic. The history of cannibalism within the human population, though, I think is kind of an interesting one. Um, I mean, we have evidence of of cannibalism dating pretty far back. Some people say that it's even there's evidence within like paleo humans way back when. Um, But I think that it really didn't start to be this known concept until Columbus went Goddamn Americas as per usual <laughs> and he encountered the Caribe people um, on his travels and they were friendly to Columbus at first from all the records that I've kind of read and but Columbus quickly learned that there was no gold there wasn't what he mm-hmm. came for and so he kind of reclassified them as savages that ate their enemies after after battle and that news was um, twisted to be kind of propaganda. And Potentially made... fake news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said whatever he wanted. Exactly. We have no proof that the Caribe people actually ate their Like enemies, before the really. internet, you can just say whatever, and it's just like <laughs> the spoken truth. This is gospel. Yeah. Yeah. The audacity, truly. Yeah. But classic Columbus. Classic Columbus. <laughs> Rewriting history left and right. All the Columbus haters are going to come for us. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it it basically made cannibalism a taboo and was used to dehumanize indigenous populations. Classic trope and and attempt. Mm -hmm. But the the term Caribe was then like on the the ship back to the European countries was transformed from Caribe to Cannabe and then eventually cannibal by the time it got back to Europe. Um, Long game of telephone on that one. Long game of telephone. Y'all are stretching it. Yeah. (laughs) One of the more striking things is that medicinal cannibalism was a thing in general. Um, I did not know this really was a practice, but mamia, which is the medical medical cure for nausea, epilepsy, anything, a common kind of group of like things, they would say that you could use mummified flesh. Cure for everything. Yeah. Little medicinal. Tylenol. (laughs) Yeah. You just take a little, grind it up. You could, there was a couple different ways I feel like you could consume it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they would steal mummies from Egypt and even European cemeteries 
once they started running out of of bodies. having Egyptian ones, they were like, oh, where, where can we get more dead bodies? So they were just like raiding cemeteries, mummifying bodies, and then creating this mummia to give to people as medicine. Absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Awesome. It was popular for hundreds of years and in medical texts until the 20th century. That's actually like so mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. I never thought, A, I didn't know that medicinal cannibalism was a thing at all. No. I didn't. At least not in like It's really hard for me not to European think of medicinal culture. cannabis when you say that. And it's like really like medicinal. No, cannibalism. Cannibalism. Not cannabis. Finish the sentence. Yeah, finish the sentence because you don't want this. You might want the other thing. You don't want this. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> Very different. Wait till the end. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but also human fat was sold as a remedy for broken bones, sprains, and arthritis. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Usually this human fat was rubbed as a balm and not eaten. Still gross. <laughs> Very gross. Topically, still disgusting. Yeah, the process of like making that into a balm also really gross. <laughs> I guess how uh, apothecaries regularly would also just like stock fat, flesh, and bone. And there are also examples of human skulls being ground into a fine powder and mixed with liquid to treat epilepsy. Which like, what is the rates of this working? I wish there was more data, but from this time yeah. period to be like, did this work at all? Like, it this seems is to be effective if they're literally actually, like running out of bodies. I guess so. People <laughs> are still doing it. They're not dying. Yeah. There's something. Not immediately, it. at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's just very bizarre. But I guess that those treatments, they sound strange. But like, remember that eating placenta has also become like a modern day health fad. It's a very common so... thing. And like there is some kind of truth to eating a placenta. Yeah. Like there are, it is super nutrient rich. Yeah. You know, like there's definitely medicinal benefits but to it. But that thing wasn't like but dead. That, is that was like human. living. I don't yeah. know. I guess it, we were living. I guess it's all relative. God, that's disgusting. It's all right. Gross. Oh, man. I think the mummified remains thing to me is just so weird, though, because it's like, that doesn't seem safe. No, it doesn't seem like, safe. How old is that? This body in a state of decay that, like... And didn't they embalm it with certain things that might not be necessarily good to consume? Yeah, it seems slightly toxic. I don't really know what they were using. I didn't research that, I guess, for old school mummification. I can't remember. Well, when they started using straight up bodies from European cemeteries... Yeah, that did not seem okay. That seems sketch. That is definitely (laughs) sketch. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I guess that blood in liquid or powdered form was actually used to treat epilepsy also, and that other organs like livers, gallbladders, or oil from the brain was also like used for that, and tinctures and tonics and salves and whatever you wanted to just use for your ailments. Everything's good. Yeah. Use every part of the body. Rub dead bodies on you. Mm, yeah. Mm, very walking dead. Mm. <laughs> very walking dead. Mm. It's crazy how like prevalent it was, though, and that there's yeah. like all these different parts of the body that had different uses in mm-hmm. people's minds this was totally normal you know yeah just another day at the apothecary grinding mm-hmm. up bones and drinking blood wicked job back then it's not like the apothecary's now they just have a nice scented candle for you yeah for <laughs> real S- some nice teas and balms yeah that are made with like essential oils <laughs> or all organic baby <laughs> oh my god all organic humans Oh my god! All right. Anyway, sorry. If I was gonna eat a human, they should be all organic. Yeah, organic all fed, organic for sure. grass raised, <laughs> free range, <laughs> free range. Sorry. Yikes. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> yeah. In Asia, there was actual what they referred to as filial cannibalism, um, where adult children would gift parents parts of their thigh or maybe even fingers as kind of a last ditch effort to cure their parents of a disease which that's crazy to just like take a piece out of your own body and be like i mean but if it was gonna save your parent Mm. would you do it no no i don't know 
Yeah, is it a uh, like surefire uh, way to? to I mean, it's fifty-fifty. You don't know. Fifty-fifty. Would you do a finger or some thigh meat? <laughs> oh God, I think thigh meat because my is thigh it going to grow? Chunky. Yeah, I was like, I have a lot of thigh meat <laughs> to guess. spare. I have a <laughs> lot spare. of thigh meat. Is it going to like grow back or is there going to be like a noticeable hole? I think it's a noticeable hole. You're definitely mm. going to have a divot. There's yeah, no I guess way for like a shark like, victim, go you back. see like their leg is like half gone Mangled. still. Yeah, okay. But if you could like <sighs> shave them off. To yeah. be like Ooh, an even shaving, even yeah. shaving. Yeah, I'm just a little it. thinner. Yeah, I'd shave a thigh. <laughs> no fingers though. No, those are necessary. Mm-hmm. Real. <laughs> <laughs> the the one real big problem that with eating human flesh <laughs> is kuru, which is a disease that spread after a New Guinea funerary practice of eating the dead. So. The belief that once a loved one has died, parts of them are consumed so that they are like quite literally a part of you, so they stay with you forever, mm-hmm. was kind of the, Which the is, notion. That's a beautiful that's a, thing. It is a good sentiment. I <laughs> think it beautiful. could be more metaphorical, though. I don't know if yeah. I need to consume them for them to be a part of me, mm-hmm. but I understand the logic. Yeah. In, <laughs> in other cultures, it was like thought to absorb like personal like qualities of power or powers from that person too which is kind of a cool taking that idea. person's essence yeah yeah which is kind of fucked up it is a little bit again <laughs> seems like, like robbery can't you just like put a little powdered human like on your face and just call it a day i don't know <laughs> you think dusting it onto your body is better <laughs> we than- basically got dusted with grandma's ashes off the back of that Ooh, boat we sure did and i did not enjoy that that was terrible well if you're gonna do it somehow i'm not gonna try and eat or consume them i would rather have it just be like have topically them blow upon you topically applied <laughs> all so right all for the balms <laughs> and powders i digress don't spread wind or ashes in the wind yeah like, that was the yeah, lesson learned lesson there learned. for sure it'll blow right back or at least be downwind downwind you yeah, know that's true yeah not on a boat lesson where anything can happen learned <laughs> i forgot that that experience happened to yeah, us. Yeah, thank I, you for you, dredging i thought you might have i was like girl you already got that already that got treatment dusted. that treatment was applied <laughs> we have her essence now forever forever I love, love you, powers. Grandma. Rest in peace, Juanita. <laughs> oh, man. With us till the day we die. Yeah. But anyway, back to Kuru, which yes. we don't want. Mm-mm. So that is actually a fatal degenerative brain disease that comes from eating nervous tissue that is infected. So it's similar to mad cow, which in the cattle industry was literally them grinding up entrails of other cows and then feeding them to cows as a protein supplement, which How like fucked up is that? Disturbed. What Sounds bad. a terrible bad. idea. Yeah. That seems like... I yeah. know. Like, that's definitely not a it's thing not you a, should do. It's not a corner you want to cut. Cows you know? are herbivores. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I feed them I, any kind of meat? Yeah. Protein supplements sounds like a good idea. Eat, eat, feeding cows other cows. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. And a degenerative brain disease. Yikes. Mm-hmm. It was actually in the 1950s was a leading cause of death for women among the 4A people in New Guinea. And it's interesting because they're was such a high rate in women as opposed to men because um, foray men believe that during times of conflict, consuming human flesh would weaken them. So women and children were more commonly the ones that ate the deceased. And also it was predominantly women and children um, because they were responsible for cleaning the bodies and then leaving them at an increased risk of infection. Yeah, any open wounds and things. Gross. <laughs> not, a, not great. <laughs> um, but cannibalism is kind of like a Western taboo. Um, this also is like a startling fact that we came across. But in China, during the Cultural Revolution, which was very recent, yeah. this was 1966 through 1976, there was a massive wave of hunger. So they resorted to starvation cannibalism, which is incredibly sad and unfortunate. 
um, but families would tend to trade their children for like their neighbors so they wouldn't have to eat their own which is also just like so tragic yeah that's a rough route to have a terrible trade to have to make yeah Mm. how do you choose too oh god Mm. yeah but I mean, it's not uncommon in Chinese culture at the same time. There's many depictions of emperors and other members of imperial court enjoying humans as a type of food. So it wasn't really like a taboo practice, I yeah. would say. Not I as think they could deal. As- yeah, like cannibalism is found across the globe throughout history. So I think we just have different sensibilities to it because of Columbus and the dehumanization that happened. Yeah. Um, through that entire trade effort. Which is like entirely hypocritical though because there are so many cases of cannibalism in Europe in the history with like Spaniards eating enemies after battle or human flesh even being sold in European markets during famine. So yeah. And medicinal cannibalism being used until yeah. <laughs> literally it's, like it's the 20th century possibly. So <laughs> let's not get crazy yeah. here. Judges, no, we're judges gonna judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guilty motherfuckers. Uh, ac- <laughs> accurate. <laughs> But is eating flesh, like human flesh, actually dangerous? I mean, although it may seem wrong, in actuality, cooked human flesh is no more dangerous than eating other cooked flesh from other animals. Reason to become a vegetarian number 998. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, the matter of the fact is that the one thing that you should avoid in, like, eating human flesh is the brain because that is what leads to that disease of Kuru. And that, I think, makes sense. I mean, the brain is doing weird things that, quite frankly, we don't even know or understand yeah, no. to this day. So Plus, like, if you're eating that. things to, like, absorb powers or things, I don't, I don't like that idea. Mm. I don't want anyone else's brain power. Oh, my God. I feel like that would make you mad, like, mad cow yeah, makes sense. I see. I think you would go insane yeah. and, like, experience those people's memories or yeah. some shit. And I don't trust fuck that. with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. skeptical. <laughs> yeah. There are actually, like, quite a few, like, pretty known cases of starvation cannibalism or, like, survival cannibalism. I know, like, one of the ones I already knew about was the Donner Party, which they were, like, stuck in the snowy Sierra Nevada mountains while traveling west in 1846. A lot of people died. A lot of people ate each other. Yeah. I think it's interesting about that one, too, because I read that, like, the party split up into, like, two different groups and both of them resorted to cannibalism. Well, what else are you going to do? You're like, lost in the snowy mountains. You think you're pretty much going to die. You think this is the only way to save yourself, and then you die anyway. Didn't yeah. no one survive that? Or did I don't think like, anyone did. Yeah, no one came out of the woods on that. Yeah. Rough times. You don't want to survive that even though. I think that w- that experience would scar you it so really horribly. Would. The, another, another case that is really... Um, like widespread and that I feel like a lot of people know about is the Uruguay rugby team that their Mm. plane crashed in the Andes. And I mean, that was a really sad story to read about, I think, because you were literally like eating your friends and teammates and yeah, they kind of rationalized what they were doing by like saying and arguing that if you're eating Eucharist, which is technically like the flesh and blood of, of Jesus Christ, how can I not eat my best friend? Yeah, got to. Got to. Got to do it. Also, but they were hungry. Down the hatch. All they were, yeah, it was funny because, like, later, he, one of the survivors was interviewed, and he was literally like, 
Nah, I ate them because I was hungry and I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah, I had to do what I had, I had to, do. to do. Yeah, I think in dire circumstances, what are you going to do if it's life or death? Yeah. And like if one of your friends literally is like already dying or dead. Or if they told you, I mean, they may have even been like, if I die, eat me. Like if you don't yeah. know the full story, you probably, the they may have story. given consent. Mm-hmm. Be like, please don't let me go to waste. Yeah. In this situation. There's no sense I wouldn't in all go, of us I, dying. Exactly. I wouldn't want to go to waste either in that situation, mm. which is disturbing to is think about that. your body has a purpose. Yeah. I mean, hey, you saved your friends or some of them maybe. I don't know. So you would let your friends eat you? If, if we were in a situation like that and I was like, I know I'm going to die and it's happening, like, I'm, this is it. Yeah. I'd be like, if it'll help you possibly survive. Yeah. yeah. That's heavy. Undo P. All right. I'm How about so you? not eating your flesh. <laughs> That'd be so hard. I just, I mean, yes. I would definitely say, like, I'm also. I'm not the saying mu- you have to be the one to cook and prepare me. I think that would be very hard <laughs> oh, to like God. dismember. Yeah, no, you? just put it before me. <laughs> Don't tell me who it is, what yeah. it is. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Keep me oblivious in the dark. to the situation. Yeah, as, and then like maybe possible. later you could like expose that it was. But like after I've digested, because I'll probably barf it up otherwise. Isn't it obvious though that person's clearly They're missing gone. from the group? <laughs> 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 but yeah, keep me blindfolded and oblivious. Maybe. Yeah. Um, one of the more like recent ones that I heard about was actually Jamestown. In yeah. like 2013, archaeologists revealed they'd found evidence of cannibalism in colonial Jamestown, which is crazy. But like when you hear about the stories of how particularly difficult and hard the winter of 1609 was, like, yeah, they they discovered markings on a skull of a 14-year-old girl that strongly indicated that she'd been eaten by settlers mm. at some point. So, I mean, that's pretty wild. It's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Long, hard winters, man. I just don't know how you, like, make those decisions. Like, who it's going to be, when it's going to be. Well, it's like this person <laughs> looks have a volunteer. They're getting sicker. They're getting weaker. Like, yeah. you know, like some, some people are immunocompromised and, like, are just not made Easy to. Easy Yeah, they're not made to survive on, in good circumstances. So, so crazy. Yeah. I just find it hard to believe, though, at the same time. Like, there was no wildlife back then that you could have been hunting. Yeah. Don't sound lazy. I think... <laughs> Okay. I think that's a little harsh. I mean, that was back when literally like nothing else was around. It seems like wildlife These people would were be new so to plentiful. America. These people were new to America and didn't know much. Seems These people like, like came with best intentions and were not prepared for reality. Whose fault what, was that? Oh, 100% <laughs> theirs. And it's like you did not befriend the right people either because exactly. those Native Americans probably were laughing their asses off as you just, like, devoured they were each other. Rolling. I can but, only imagine the yeah. joy and glee it must have brought them. A little bit, yeah. I like, know. oh, you came here without this? Oh, you're not prepared <laughs> you for the fools. winter? You have no bow and arrow? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a struggle. I like imagining that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a lot of the known other cannibals are are serial killers, mm. which I am a total murderino. Love serial killers. Always have. Don't know why, because I hate scary stuff. But like, I will watch a true crime murder show podcast any day. Yeah. Um, For some reason, though, I feel like the cannibalistic stories are some of the most chilling. Oh, they're horrifying. It's just like an extra level that they're like, horrifying. did you really have to go there? Yeah. <laughs> One of the most known ones is actually from the Midwest, which also is crazy because it's literally Milwaukee. So close. Uh, yeah, very close. So Jeffrey Dahmer, also the Milwaukee cannibal, he is just such a dark figure. But he was only caught because one of his victims escaped and was running down the street with like one handcuff on and managed to like alert police to go back to his apartment and search it, which once the police got there, they did find a photo album, which was like full of pictures of body parts. And 
the apartment was actually littered with human remains. Ugh. So there was several heads in the refrigerator and freezer. Two skulls were on top of the computer. There was a 57-gallon drum containing several bodies decomposing in chemicals that was found in the corner of the bedroom. And there was also evidence that he had been eating some of his victims. That is wild. So, a, yeah. I just don't understand like how someone like that goes so unnoticed for so long. Oh, he was. This is a one of the stories where the police actually were pretty bad. Oof. Um, neighbor, neighbors had already been complaining and telling detectives that they had noticed an awful, awful smell emanating from the apartment. I was gonna say it had to be terrible. He had explained it away as expired meat. He was like, "Oh, just got a lot of old meat in here. No one thinks it's human meat." They're like, well, we can't break in and look around, so yeah. I guess that's good enough. We could still find him or something. I feel like, though, yeah. I don't know. Can we deter this man? Or like send in a health inspector to yeah, like to be double like, check? You shouldn't be eating it. What they are you doing also with it? returned one of his victims to him when he escaped, like two months earlier. One of his other victims mm. had escaped and had made it like down the, like the street or something like that, and he basically was like. He, was like no he ran away it's fine and like dismissed it and the cops returned his drugged victim back to him who he later just killed and it's just like that is a huge mistake on the part of the cops it was also like an underage kid so it's like that's insane to return an underage boy to a a man you're not sure if this is his guardian like what yeah i don't understand that what is your relation how about that that alone should be like but the kid was drugged and like adult so i don't think he could have like spoken up correctly probably for himself but still Mm. absolutely insane yeah i should ask way more questions yeah uh, he admitted to eating the thighs, hearts, and organs of many of his victims. There were 11 specific victims. specific parts. <laughs> I know. I thought that was interesting. There were 11 victims that were tied to that particular apartment, but he later confessed to 17 murders in all, dating back to 1978. Wow. So he also admitted to trying to make them his sex zombies before they died, Oof. which there's a lot of weird like sex stuff tied to this cannibalistic stuff, which is also incredibly haunting. Yeah. Um, Which is probably why it's more disturbing, actually. Yeah. Um, But he had drilled holes in their skulls and filled it with acid and then would, like, rape them while they were incapacitated. Ew. Yeah. Like, ultimate wolf. Oof. Oh, my God. That's wild. I didn't really know that. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's no good. Um, (laughs) The jury ended up rejecting his insanity defense, and he was sentenced to 15 life terms, which... In prison, he reportedly was noted to, like, fashion his food to look like severed limbs and put, like, ketchup blood on it to shock other inmates. Oh, my God. Which what is, a messed up individual. I don't know if that's true, but supposedly that's what led to him being beaten to death by another inmate in prison. He was actually Ooh. killed in 1994, but supposedly it was sparked by, like, one of these incidences. And, like, they're like, you're a freak. Yeah, you you're a go. freak. You, like, it <laughs> set this guy off. Disturbing. Yeah. I was always fascinated by him, but always just, like, so... So freaked out by that. Yeah, that's really disturbing. Yeah. So the other person of mention is also just so scary because he was only really convicted of a few murders, but he literally is rumored to have murdered up to over 100. He bragged at a point, which is bizarro. But his name is Albert Fish, and he was also known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, and the Moon Maniac, or the Boogeyman. Wow. He had a lot of weird nicknames, which... It's also tied to some of these other murders that are are thought to be linked to him and not like fully proven. Yeah, so, it's funny how like many different creatures they have in there. We got a werewolf, uh-huh. we got a vampire, we got a he's moon maniac, man. which yeah. is basically a werewolf again. I like moon and then maniac. a boogeyman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like what? <laughs> he is everything you're afraid of and more. <laughs> What's happening? Is he transforming? Is he? Oh yeah, drinking blood. I'm confused. He's doing it all. But he's like. On another level, disturbing. Um, at one point, he cut his 
mentally disabled slightly lover's penis in half and basically left him for dead Oof. in like a barn. He tortured him for a few weeks and then, yeah, cut his dick in half. Um, and then he decided he wanted the body to smell because it was summer and he might get caught. So he put hydrogen peroxide on it and covered it in Vaseline and basically like left him. It was just like, if you live, you live. We don't know what happened to him. There's like no records of if he lived or died, which is also like what? Yeah, what happened to this man? Yeah. Um, also disturbingly, he used to insert needles into his groin and pelvis. So when they like, they x-rayed his body and there was a, I saw an x-ray online that had a bunch of like needles like all over that area, which I don't, I don't know what he was doing, mm. but he liked, he liked to like kind of torture himself. He used to flog himself with like a, a nailed paddle, I believe as well. Um, yeah. And he also was having like auditory hallucinations, talking to God. The apostles were telling him to do stuff. Classic. He was possibly schizophrenic. He was wild. He was, yeah, eventually execu- executed in 1936, I think, after the murder of a 10 year old named Grace Budd. And he actually was only caught because he like sent a letter to her parents detailing her strangulation, assault, and then cannibalism. How messed up to say that to a family. And it, he, they got it two years later. This man was just like, I'm going to like just be quiet. And then reveals this two years later, you get a weird misspelled letter that's like all crazy. And you're just like hoping it's a lie. And then it turns yeah. out it is possibly true. And you can find the letter online. And it is just oh my God. really bizarre. It's yeah. really bizarre. I read it and was just like, this makes, it's very strange. But the way he talks about eating human flesh in it is really weird. And like specifically like ass meat and like asses. I was just like, I what? don't know. Yeah, I was really... He said he's ass, a booty too, guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a booty man. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't disturbing. know. But he also confessed to two other murders and told police that he'd consumed the body parts of a four-year-old boy named Billy Gaffney as well, and he drank Gaffney's blood and made a stew out of his organs. Oof. Yeah. A stew. Well, yeah, there yeah. you go. Stew. It's the way to go. Yeah, I told you, <laughs> stew. Albert Fish and I have that in common. Yeah. Gross. Gross. <laughs> oh my God. You're a freak. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not a serial killer, I promise. His victims kind of had such a range, it feels like. But I guess they were all he's picking mostly weak children. People. Yeah, yeah, he's picked a lot of children. I think when they were talking about um, some of these other murders that he's like supposedly linked to, almost all of them like kids, mm-hmm. which is really haunting. Yeah, um, he has a really messed up history. In yeah, general, picking so. on people that are like mentally not fully there or like children is a, there's a special place in hell for you. Truly. Yeah. Um, one of the more recent stories is fascinating because it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I I will just begin with it is the Rottenberg cannibal um, or Armin Moose. He posted an, an advertisement on the Internet looking for a willing victim. And Bern Jurgen Armando Brandes responded, and they met in March of 2001 in Moose's home, where he amputated Brandes's penis, and they ate the penis together before Brandes was killed. That's like a whole nother level of disturbed. A, you're I, volunteering to be killed, and I probably, d- like, kill, eaten, and probably, like, maimed. Killed. Yeah. I don't know. And then... Yeah. Also, to eat your own penis is... I think he's more fucked up than Muses. Muses. Like, who volunteers to do that? I'm at a loss. I'm at a what loss. What is the satisfaction you're getting I, I do not it? know. Also, how do you survive that? I, I absolutely have so many do not questions. know. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. So, they actually videotaped this also, which is... I don't know why... Uh, maybe just for also like the consensual aspect because he did consent and I guess you want proof that it was consensual. Um, I don't know. Or he probably watched it later because he's a freak. But 
at first they tried to like do it with a knife and it wasn't sharp enough and then they sharpened the knife and like sliced it off and then it wasn't prepared right and it was too tough and chewy and so they sauteed it in a pan with salt and pepper and garlic (laughs) and of course garlic because yes it makes everything better but i mean garlic would make that better it's like a sausage ew (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he supposedly ate the corpse over the next 10 months. Story. Ew, wow, long. Pr- he pr- long. put it in the freezer under his pizza boxes, which I love that the article said pizza boxes. He had pizzas in there and a dead body. And a dead body. A penis. Yep. A penisless dead body. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. So he actually ended up consuming about 20 kilograms, which is actually 44 pounds of human flesh. Wow. Which, like, when I think about people eating human flesh, it seems like a small portion. You ate it once and it's over. This is a man eating 44 pounds of human flesh over a 10-month ten ten period. That's wow. That's, like, a lot of meat, I feel like, to eat in general. It's a ton of meat to eat. I don't <laughs> eat any meat, so that's not <laughs> an amount I want to think about. I was like, that is a small child and meat. That's a whole being. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so, with every bite, my memory of him grew stronger, he was quoted to have said. That's so disturbing. Yes. Uh huh. And then he says it so lovingly, though. I know, it's, it's so, so weird. Disturbing. And then he also told the detectives that he had consumed his victim with a bottle of South African red wine. Good he got out his best cutlery and decorated his dinner table with candles. Wow. He said he tasted like pork. Oh, we got a pork sighting. Uh, one for pork. <laughs> one for pork. One for pork. <laughs> He was then- I mean, at least he did it upright. <laughs> he a did. Plus for you put some candles dining. out in your best cutlery. <laughs> and a bottle of South African red. I love how like, specific he yeah. was like, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it was decadent <laughs> and divine. <laughs> oh, very Hannibal Lecter with his Chianti. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess he was caught a year or so later when he actually posted another ad and was seeking another victim, essentially. Dang. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about some of this stuff because it's just like so out there because I mentally just can't wrap my mind around it. Mm-hmm. Um, that desire is um, strange. But I guess with like serial killers or like people that do this, a lot of the times it, it's a reflection of like low self-esteem and neediness and they have this strong attachment to others, but they have these poor relationships with people because they're just kind of a weirdos. Yeah. Damaged individuals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them, I feel like have really sad sob stories of like children as children and stuff like that. Like, the classic serial killer, yeah. you know, trifecta yeah. and all that stuff, but still yeah. some messed up stuff. There's also like a desire for power, obviously. I mean, that's like a huge pull in, in a lot of things with humans, you know, it's a mm-hmm. power dynamic. But they also don't really usually want to cause pain or suffering. They just want access to the body. It's such a weird way to say that. Way to say that. I know when I read that, I was like, I'm putting those words down because access to the body. Mm. No. That's a weird kind of no. access. Yeah. And it's often sexual. Sometimes it starts out with experimenting and sexual fantasies about voyeurism, necrophilia. Oof. And they're fantasizing that they want to explore that. And they don't usually jump to killing people like outright necessarily. Sometimes it's like watching people sleep, then drugging their victims. And then it just kind of like escalates from there. About, so like, weird to be like dipping your toes into the water and just like slowly getting like a little more correct out there, a little more comfortable. Correct. With, you know, digging. That's why you need friends, people. I Desecrating bodies. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's also like linked to like people that like to have people or have sex with people that are unconscious. So yeah. if you're one of those people... You're fucked Bad up. Sign. Yeah. Bad fucking sign. Mm-hmm. You are on level with these serial killers that want to eat people. Psychopath. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe let's get some consent. Woof. At least news had consent, but wowie. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know if that was right, though. You know? No. 
No. And it was really complicated, like, legality-wise with it a little bit, just because he had consent at first, which was, like, confusing. But yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Yeah. I think the interesting thing that you could kind of argue as a, a reason for cannibalism or why we might resort to more cannibalism in the future is that it could be a reason to, like, lead us out of climate change because we need some population control, you know, as, as out overcrowding. Ooh, I don't love the way that was phrased. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if you look at the key reasons why cannibalism occurs across nature, it's usually because of overcrowding or lack of alternative forms of nutrition. So we have this, like, culture that prevents us from cannibalizing other people. Mm. But, you know, we know that cannibalism has taken place across time and usually during famines okay well i think it's one way to think of it as like a way to like be forced into cannibalism would be climate change not like a way to maybe come out of it i'm just saying oh my god if you're a cannibalistic supporter (sighs) (laughs) activist that could be your argument population population control you know? Oh, no. And we got desertification happening and global warming and all these terrible things. It's not a stretch to say that... No, it's not a stretch to say because it's an actual fact it. and proof that this is like that is actually what will happen. Yeah, it's what's happening in animal communities all across yeah. the world. And throughout time. I mean, <laughs> in the sur- human. As we said, survival of the fittest. And mm-hmm. like, do you want to survive or not? Yeah. Like, the world is going to be What are you willing dog. to do? The yeah. less you're willing to go. Oh, wow. Pretty wild to think about, though. Oh, that really just took a dark, sad turn, I feel Yeah, it like. makes your stomach churn a little bit, but... I'm going to drink more wine. Well, that. <laughs> well, that storm. <laughs> but I think the interesting thing about, like, legality, legality, like you were talking about with moose, is that it isn't really illegal no. to be a cannibal and no. to eat people. The legality, at least in the U.S., and I would say most across most countries and across the world is that the illegal part is killing another person or desecrating a, a body. It's not yeah. actual, like, eating somebody. There's nothing in the law that technically okay. prohibits that. <laughs> That's kind of okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, with that case in, like, Germany with Moose, it was, like, it was completely unprecedented. Like, they'd never had a, a precedent for it, you know? Uh, never had the deal with that, really. And they originally charged him... <laughs> With disturbing the peace of the dead. Who knew that that extended to the dead? Yeah. Maybe and that's also, just in Germany. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird way to say that. It is. And also, like, murder for the purposes of sexual pleasure, which is like, Ooh. Mm, that's a weird charge. Yeah. He was originally just convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to eight years and six months in prison. That's not even that long. No. It's insanity. But two years later in 2006... He was retried and then sentenced to life in prison. They're like, no, actually, wait. This, seems more accurate. This seems a little messed up. The crazy thing about, like, half the serial killers we read that were cannibals, too, is, like, 90% of them, like, got out of prison somehow. Yeah. Or <laughs> were only in, like, psych wards or something. There and was then... one that was a, J- a Japanese one that he... There was, like, some sort of technicality, and he's just, like, out free. And yeah, living. and he's like, you might see him on the street. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not what I want to hear right now. Um... Mm. So be beware, stay alert, and stay safe out there. Oh, God. <laughs> you never know stay when someone... sexy and don't get murdered. <laughs> exactly uh, right. Shout out to the murderinos who know what that's about. Uh, more recently, 
there was this huge thing about Army Hammer like a few years ago. Was it a few years? Maybe it was. I it think was, it was like last this, year. Yeah, it was, this year. It, was like it was like pandemic, pandemic times. Yeah. yeah, we had nothing else to talk about. So this mm-hmm. was big news. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an actor. And there was a scandal where some of his past lovers revealed texts and DMs of his just like controlling nature, emotional abuse, and things that they'd endured while dating him. But there was this huge focus on his sexual fetishes because he's also into BDSM as well as like knife play and rope play and some of those things that are a little bit like, that's just kink. Cool. Mm -hmm. But also drinking blood, cutting toes, and cannibalism. (laughs) So Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah. But like those are bold claims to make if there isn't some truth to it. Like that's... Correct. He yeah. was quoted as saying, you just live to obey and be my slave. If yeah. I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I always had a piece of you in my possession. Oof. No thanks. Yeah. It's a little weird. He also was- That's a report- red flag. <laughs> yeah. I think that was like in a text or something. So I was like, oh, that's a definitely red flag. Mm-hmm. Run away. He reportedly also told someone that he wanted to bite pieces off of them and told one of them, he wa- one woman he wanted to eat her heart. Mm. Uh, he also is rumored to have carved an A in the area above an ex's pubic bone and that he liked the flesh, the feel of flesh between his teeth and that he wanted to barbecue and eat one of his lover's ribs. He's also known to have like sucked cuts or licked cuts when they were bleeding. Uh, anyway, you spin it, that's weird. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. If someone liked or said any of those things yeah. to me... He definitely has, like, some kinks, like, knots and BDSM and, like, those things yeah. that, like, are and more... There, to me, there's a fine line, though, between, it's... like, wanting to be tied up and literally, like, wanting to <laughs> eat somebody, suck, on, suck blood off of somebody. I could see a, a little bit of that, maybe being a little bit... <laughs> How is that endearing or sexy? I feel like there's a vampire fantasy. There's a vampire <laughs> fantasy in there somewhere. Okay. There is. Okay. Um, I get that. And, like... Like the taste of blood or something like I don't know. Like some people are into blood like, does not taste good. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it tastes enjoyable. good. I'm just saying I could see it. Red meat eaters love blood. You love a bleeding steak on your plate. That's different than like okay. sucking my oh. like I've like licked a cut before of my yeah. own cuts. You know, see? so I like I know the the taste of my own yeah. blood. Mm-hmm. That is not a good taste to you. To anybody. <laughs> I'm going to not get really gross, but I feel like there's some people... Well, I'm just going to do it. There's some people that are, like, into, like, menstrual or when you're menstruating to be, like, they're more into that taste or flavor. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> when they're going down on you, you're saying that people... I'm just saying I've heard of it. I don't know. Anyway. can speak from personal experience, but that's messed up. I mean, it's natural in a way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it either. <laughs> So wow, this went to a weird place. It did get to a weird place. His wife jokes that he has like a frontal lobe issue with assessing like risk and danger, and like I don't He's know. Got a frontal lobe. Issue. I was like, that's a weird way to just like poo-poo it and be like, it's fine. He's fine. And yeah, it's it's totally normal. There is a pretty big like scene. Well, not I guess big, but <laughs> I don't know how, how expansive is they this? don't they don't have a lot of numbers anyway. <laughs> with cannibalism porn, uh, I guess it's kind of the ultimate taboo. It's a very niche fetish, which. Anything can be a fetish, though. Man. It can be. And, like, I am not into kink shaming. So I feel like this really weird dichotomy of, like, wanting to be like, it's fine. But also, like, why? Yeah. Um, but I guess the interesting sort of part about it is that it's not so much about, like, 
it's about whole bodies being like envisioned. It's not so much about like eating and preparing human flesh, flesh yeah. for consumption. Um, a lot of like the imagery that they talk about um, being on the, online is like people in like giant stew pots or like with an <laughs> apple in their mouth or like, you know, like in different ways where they're being like prepared to be eaten or like kind of like alluded to being eaten or, or things like that. Um, so it's a lot more about like entire intact humans and it kind of separates it from the violent criminal act and fantasy of the meat being eaten. Yeah. Like so it's the, not really actually consuming someone. Yeah. But like consumption in a different metaphorical sense. Exactly. And like the, the, the community kind of reacted in a weird way when like Army Hammer was being um, accused because they were like, well, A, like don't associate all of us cannibals with this guy. Like because he's <laughs> the real problem with him is there's acts of abuse and not, yeah. not consent and, and issues where he's literally like, hurting people Mm -hmm. that didn't sign up for that you know so there's also kind of this connection to like a a symbol of intimacy or like endearment where you desire to eat someone so they can stay inside you forever sounds kind of sweet when you say it like that yeah it's also like just do something else press them into like a diamond i don't know (laughs) (laughs) there's so many other ways to like savor a human Oh, God, that sounds weird. And eating, yeah. eating capacity. But, like, their memory. Oh, it is, like, f- interesting, though, that we're always kind of consuming. You know, I feel like yeah. so much of our life is consumption, especially in the capitalistic society culture, we live yeah. in and the culture. Like, everything is, is consumption of some kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that is kind of... Taken in. Yeah, I guess I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, oh, man, I don't even know how to think about that. <laughs> But I guess like it really kind of kicked off mostly in the 90s because people had the internet and were able to connect and not feel like this fetish was like super taboo. Taboo all of a sudden, as like much. a community. Yeah, they had more of a community. And there's like a known, I think it's Mookie's Kitchen or something like that, where there's a photographer that would, that started a website essentially that was filled with shots of women preparing other women to be eaten. And he said he's always approached the website as a safety valve, as like kind of a fun way to to interact with this. And then it's not really about like preparing or cooking human flesh at all. Like that's not the interest for for them, which I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah, it's not like an instruction guide of how to eat. People. No, <laughs> in no way is it about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still so weird though. So yeah. interesting. But the, the cannibalism pops up in our cultural references pretty frequently. Yeah. I mean, we're inundated with examples of we it. We are. Like, we were just watching Dave uh, the other day. On, is that Hulu? I don't remember Hulu, what it is. Yeah. Technically, it's an FX show. Yeah, true. We stream it. Um, so there was a scene where he's eating his friend in like a sort of like a dream sequence that's kind of like drug-induced. But... It was really graphic, and we were both like horrified a little bit it by was it. Pretty disturbing. I don't it know. Was. It was just... and like they they were eating his dreads too. Like it was like plated with like his. It was yeah, his lot. whole arm. They like literally mm-hmm. like skinned and cut the arm in front of you. It's yeah, like, That's I had to like look away. It was yeah. it was disturbing. Um, obviously, like American Psycho. I read that book, and reading that book, I read it on the L. And I was like afraid people were like looking at me like Judging. I was crazy. You know how when you're reading something dirty and you're like, oh my god, do these people know? Yeah, because that book is graphic. Mm. He, it's insane. It's I guess banned in many countries, but even really? in the movie, I mean, 
he's crazy. Yeah. And like Hannibal Lecter is like one of the most famous. Most yeah. Famous Silence of the ones. Lambs. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. Doesn't he have it with a glass of Chianti? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a fine. I think that was probably one of my experience. first like ones that's really memorable that like sticks out in my mind other than like mm. serial killers because I was always kind of obsessed with that even at like a young age, which is weird. Yeah. But and like even like Sweeney Todd always loved Sweeney Todd. Yeah. But like they're also feeding meat to people from that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. In meat pies. I mm-hmm. love that. And yeah, they make it like <laughs> not a big. You don't think of it as a big deal. She's well, like singing a, this it's song. A it's a musical. It's a famine. Yeah. They like they needed to. It was a starvation time kind of thing. Yeah. Again. <laughs> it really makes me want to watch that now. <laughs> yeah. I read a story about a a Chicago man who was a factory sausage like worker he had yeah owned a factory and they made sausages and he ground up his wife into the sausages and Damn. they they don't know like how far or wide it spread before like i think what? they caught too so like people probably ate his wife i am horrified they found, they found her rings in the sausage grinder i was like oh my Ooh. god damn at least take the rings off what yeah i was like doing? wow you ground her up like dressed you put her yeah. clothes on her like geez whoa <laughs> i thought that was wild too i was like sir you're doing a terrible job yeah at least <laughs> get it right yeah uh, there was also a really interesting Vice article I read about a man that was in like a pretty traumatic, I think it was a car accident, but he had to have his leg amputated, I think below the knee. And he asked, his first question was like, can I keep it? And they were like, what? And he originally was going to freeze dry it or like taxidermy it, but it was too costly and expensive to do so. So instead, he decided to consume it and he actually had a huge brunch party where he, invent- he invited over like 10 of his friends and he got their consent first because he I guess they talked about it previously like if you'd had the chance to eat human flesh would you do it and all these people were like yes so what? he like was like he called their bluff and was like I've got my foot here want to come over for brunch and most of, I think one person said no but like most of them said yes one of them was a chef helped him prepare it and they made it into fajitas but what? I read an article where it said that they ate apple strudel, quiche puff pastries, fruit tarts, and chocolate cake. Delicious. And they drank gin lemonade punches and mimosas. And then the main course came out, fajita tacos, and it was made with his foot. I mean, A plus for like a great soiree, but... Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah. Up until that one part with Fajitas the Fajitas also, taco. A plus That's route. a good way. That's a good if way. If you like meat, I could see that being a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it would be yummy. Yeah, it was a really interesting article. I was just like, my mind. Did they was like it? Did it go um, well? I think Did it, they regret the, it? I think the cut he said was not maybe the best choice. The foot seems like a rough choice <laughs> of think, meat. I think, <laughs> I can't remember. What was, was that like. enough to feed everyone too? 10 people, one foot? I don't know. I don't, I think so. I don't know. It doesn't seem maybe, that meaty, Maybe it was but... more of his leg too that I'm forgetting, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but I mean, how did it taste? I mean, was it like pork, like other people said? They said that it tasted like pork. They, well, he said, I'll read some of the quote because it was like, what? <laughs> people think it tastes like pork because in movies we hear it called long pig. But that term originated in places like Papua New Guinea where they eat wild boar. They're not eating our big, fat, domesticated pigs that have white meat. Boars don't have white meat, they just don't. I remember eating a heritage pig in it, and it was some of the reddest, most flavorful meat I've ever had. It was almost like venison, and I think it's more akin to that. Weird. Yeah. He said the particular cut was super beefy. It was it had a very pronounced beefy flavor to it. The muscle I cut was tough and chewy. It tasted good, but the experience wasn't the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> How weird to talk about like your own body part like that. And if he said for him it was like really healing and like a good part of his process of like dealing with this traumatic thing that happened to him because he's like I grew up like a privileged white kid like I didn't have a lot of struggles Mm -hmm. and then I had this traumatic accident and like my life completely (laughs) changed so like this was a good way to process his yeah I guess I yeah I mean now it's always part of him right yeah I think he doesn't get that like phantom amputees yeah he said when they brought it home that his friends name were like playing with it because it just didn't seem real anymore yeah he was like this it just seemed like a prop it didn't seem like definitely a like a very surreal experience yeah. yeah would not you'd probably feel pretty dissociated I think. with it yeah. that's why i feel like if you were to prepare someone that you knew and like have to go through that process that would be traumatic but if someone just gave you and yeah plated it, you, it and put it in front of you i think it'd be yeah. a little different I can't if you're actually sawing into it we sound like we're really normalized with this after talking about it for a little while <laughs> i mean after doing the research i'm not as judgmental about it back to the beginning of this episode where i was too grossed out and didn't want to think about it was saying you and now i'm like pour and me a glass like, of chianti yeah. give me a red Af- a red south Slice african and dice wine. it up <laughs> Jesus. if the yeah. plating's on point yeah that's real for it. that's real we are currently watching dexter too and i know we're not there yet so i won't do any spoilers for melissa but there is a, yeah, a, a cannibalistic killer in season eight that we'll eventually get to i think we're on six right now so we're yeah. almost there mm-hmm. trucking along yeah my other favorite reference from like pop culture is south iconic. park iconic yeah and it's season i think five episode four and it is the 69th episode which is hilarious um, <laughs> but it is the chili con carnival where it's the scott tenorman must die episode mm. where cartman has to get back at scott tenorman and he ends up essentially if you don't already know this sorry if it's, this is a spoiler this is a spoiler yeah he <laughs> feeds him his parents and it's in chili which again would good be a route good to way. go. That's yeah. a perfect route. That's you have no idea what's in that. Yeah, I mean, chili. I feel like sausage too was also Ew. maybe a good way. It's like I don't know, it's mixy guy. You don't yeah. even know. I think you, actually when you said that, it like almost turned me off. Even vegan sausage forever. Because I was like, you just don't know what's in there. You I just feel like you never know what's in sausage. Yeah. It is just ground up. It's and roll sketch. of the dice. Yeah. Oh, like hot dogs are just like oh no. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> She's her stomach's turning. But yeah, yeah, the Chili Con, Carni- Con Carnival episode definitely. That was always one of my favorite choice. episodes, and it made me laugh so oh, hard. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, he's <laughs> like licking his tears. Like there's just so much good comedy. Thank you so much for making that. Yeah, um, that was gold. Yeah, pure gold. I'm just really fortunate that we're not in a time yet where I have to make these decisions. Yeah. Um, I really hope that we don't get there with climate change. There's a lot of like big things on the docket right now that could affect that i just listened to a podcast the other day that was just like if we do something now we could possibly curb this in the next 30 years and by 2050 have altered the timeline and actually prevented the planet from warming the amount of degrees it will take for this just to be imminent doom Mm -hmm. but that's if we start right now yeah so really looking forward to seeing some policies hopefully get passed and some things change because i don't want to eat people i don't want to eat people i really really don't. don't i really don't I don't care if it tastes like venison. I don't care if it tastes like pork. I don't it's want to. It's just tar- traumatizing. I don't want to know. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. I hope <laughs> I so. Know. Let me move to Mars first. But oh, hey, no. if it's got to be done, it's got to be done. I'm ready, ready to do the job. Deep fry it up and oh, uh, uh, put it on a plate. You are sick in mm-hmm. the head. <laughs> oh my god. Dredge, put in some <laughs> buffalo sauce. And I'm ready. Ooh, you would do buffalo sauce. Yeah. Mm. But either way, I think we're ready for a cheers. Definitely. Cheers to not being cannibals currently and not having kuru and steer clear of that brain folks yeah if you do have to 
Hoping for the best. I guess so. Oh man. Cheers. Cheers.